Welcome to Balance Do. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you. So I pray you continue to support our endeavors as we take this journey together during these troubled times. And furthermore, don't forget to visit us at balancedo.org and fill out our contact list for more info on programs, new podcast episodes sent directly to your email. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about the promised land. Okay? Uh, promised land was given by God to descendants of Abraham. And we're going to talk about that in terms of how that relates to today and how we can uh, implement some of that knowledge into our lives. The promised land was the land that was given to the Hebrews. Um, they were migrating herders and uh, having a stable home of their own was definitely a true blessing. That's what they wanted. Uh, the promise was a place of rest from their constant wandering. Similar to what homeless people go through today. You know, just, just wandering and not having a, a stable place, stable environment. Um, it's catastrophic. And it's, it's hard to do anything with, with, without having some type of stability. But this promise came with stipulations. You know, first, God commanded that Israel, the name of the new nation, had to trust and follow him. God demanded faithful worship of him. And that was, you know, that was part of the covenant. And that, that, that same uh, that same scenario is uh, is applied to today, you know. You want the promise, you have to uh, worship God and you have to be disciplined and follow the uh, the rules and regulations of the Bible. And I just want to tell you guys now to don't be discouraged. Don't everything that's going on today, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged from exercising ethical morality, you know, because of our current political polarization, everything that's going on in the world. Please don't get the impression you have to be corrupt in order to get ahead. Please remember when it comes to eternal life, which is what we should all strive for. It says in the Bible, the truth shall set you free. And honesty strengthens your relationship with God. Please remember that. Because when it's all said and done at the end of the day, we want our name stamped in the book of life. And hey, a lot of bad things can happen in this lifetime. We already know that. God is our insurance policy. He's the one that will keep us balanced. Now I'm going to refer to the scripture of Isaiah 55 one through six, I mean, because we need God's nourishment, just like food for the spirit. It says here, uh, Isaiah 55, uh, verse one through six, come all, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat, come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. 
Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For he has endowed you with the splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to live by faith and not by sight, ladies and gentlemen. And at the end of the day, we should strive for eternal life. We have to we have to strive for the, the long game and not necessarily the short game, which is when when you live by sight and and you're enthralled in your environment and everything that goes on in the world today, then you're more inclined to shoot for the short game. And then you don't always necessarily know what's a win or what's a loss. Because the only wins you see are the ones that are visual. And that usually pertains to money and material wealth. You know, you may see somebody that uh, you think they have a perfect life. You see they have a lot of money. Cars, jewelry, clothes, houses, cars, all that. Uh, around beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful looking women appearance wise. And you... You tend to get jealous of them. You, you want to be like them, you know, and uh, you don't know what's going on with them. You, you don't know how they acquire their wealth. You don't know what, what's, what's in their spirit. You don't know if they have a relationship with God or not. And uh, all those things make a difference because money doesn't soothe the spirit. And I know a lot of you are thinking right now, hey, you know, I got bills to pay. Uh, food put on the table, I got kids, there's a lot of uncertainty and things of that nature that are going on in your lives and you you want some type of um, sanity and, and, and uh, structure in your life and, and uh, you're wondering, well, hey, I don't have these things and these, you know, these things would, would bring me some comfort and composure, but hey, that's not the, life, the way life works. You know, nothing in life is guaranteed. Things can change change real quick. That's why we have to have a relationship with God. He's the one that uh, soothes the spirit no matter what's going on in your life. And it's easier said than done, you know, but uh, you have to have a relationship with God. And not just when things are going bad. It has to be perpetual. Just like you're in a relationship with uh, uh, earthly relationship with uh, humans. Uh, you got a, a significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, or you know, 
whatever the relationship, you don't just go and, and come around them and be nice to them and, you know, ask for their advice on things. Or just come around when things are bad. That, that's not a, a way to foster and nurture a relationship. It's, it's got to be uh, continual. It's got to be perpetual. And money doesn't nourish the spirit. And you can ask the, all the people that are, are very wealthy. Uh, they have the same kind of problems we have, but just different ones. They have problems too, just different problems. That's all. But if we live by faith as opposed to living by sight, it's strong possibility that we would be more inclined to lean toward the long game instead of preparing for the short game. Short game, living young, free, and wild, letting your carnal desires greatly attribute them themselves to a decision-making process is is not good, man. It's 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 illogical. You're gonna make bad decisions. You you living like a rock star, you know, in your early ages. And it's gonna catch up to you. It's gonna catch up to you. There's a lot of people, I know a lot of people in their fifties and sixties and stuff, man. They look like they're 70, 80 years old, man. And their health is bad because when they were young, they were living on the wild side. And that, you know, and hey, we've all been there. You know, we've all been there before. But I'm going to tell you, you still living like that in your late 20s and 30s and all that. It's going to catch up to you. The drug use, the staying out all night, the, uh, being with uh, multiple different relationships and drugs and all. It's going to catch up to you. And then when you're in your 40s and 50s. You're not going to have a good quality of life. You're going to have bad health, and that's that's not a good quality of life because you know you don't. When we're young, we kind of have that um, that thought process that we're invincible. You know, nothing can happen. Nothing bad can happen. You know, we can we can do everything. We eat what we want. It don't matter if it's necessarily if it's healthy or not. We can stay up all night. We can, you know, we can we can live this dangerous lifestyle. But I'm here to tell you, it's going to catch up to you. And you got to play for the long game if you want a good quality of life. The other stuff may be may be fun temporarily, but it's it's there's going to be a price to pay for it. And sometimes if we don't have a good relationship with God, we're not going to be able to distinguish what's a gain and what's a loss. And that reminds me of a guy, you know, everybody talks about Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever lived, okay? Well, Michael, there were some other players that were projected to be just as talented as Michael. There was one guy, this was drafted back in 1986, his name was Lenny Bias. And uh, he was projected to be just as talented as Michael Jordan. He was better than him in high school and better than him in college. And uh, he got drafted back in 1986. Michael Jordan was in, got drafted in 84. He got drafted in 1986, Lenny Bias, and he was a second draft pick. And uh, anybody looking from the outside in would say that's a <laughs> that's a big win. The guy's going to be a millionaire. He's going to he got drafted by the Boston Celtics, and uh, he had a very great future in store for him. But unfortunately, guess what happened? He was celebrating the night of his uh, celebration of being draft number one. 
overdosed on cocaine, ended up dying. A day or two later, ended up dying. So anybody looking from the outside, looking in would say that's a that that was a big win you know but it turned out to be a big loss if he didn't get drafted number number two or whatnot uh maybe he'd still be alive today maybe he wouldn't have celebrated like he did you know but he ended up he's dead now and then ended up accomplishing the things that he wanted to accomplish because he got caught up in the moment and and the devil is always lurking and the devil's always trying to turn a temporary win into a loss. If you're not grounded. And we might not have even revered Michael Jordan the way that we are now. If this guy uh, wouldn't have died from an overdose of cocaine. Because he was more talented than Michael Jordan. You can go on YouTube and look at some of the, the videos if you want to. He was highly touted, more touted than Michael Jordan was. So sometimes we don't we don't know how to measure wins versus losses if we don't have that discernment and we don't have a uh, faithful relationship with God. And the reason why I, I, I call this this episode the Promised Land is because it's based on the covenant and nothing nothing comes from nothing nothing from nothing leaves nothing you gotta have something if you wanna be with me that song sticks out of my mind sometimes but nothing is for free in this world and that, it, that includes relationship with God nothing is for free you, you have to you have to give something for anything you get in this lifetime uh if you if you think things are free then you're dumb because that's not how life works and in order to get God's blessing to get God's knowledge and discernment and to make the right decisions in life and none of us are perfect none of us are perfect um, but if we want to fulfill the prophecy that the Lord designed us for we have to have a solid relationship with God. We have to be disciplined and we have to be faithful. And that's what he wants. And if you can't give him what he wants, you're not going to get the gifts. You're not going to find out what you are designed for and you're not going to fulfill the prophecy. And you can't get caught up in what's going on in the world. You just can't. Because... <laughs> It's it's uh, it's an illusion, and you don't you only know what's going on on the surface. You don't know what's going on on the inside. And until you know what's really going on, on the inside, you don't know re what's really going on, and you really don't know what's a win and what's a loss. And you just have to have a solid relationship with God, or you're going to be wandering. You're going to be out in the wilderness without a home wondering where to go what to do what's your life's purpose all these things and everybody has a talent everybody's here for a purpose and right now I know it looks dire right now the world looks dire right now and I know there's a lot of people thinking right now what am I supposed to do what is my purpose 
why am I going through this hell right now? Why don't I have the basic essential needs? Um, and then we have all these other elements that are going on, the racism and all the other elements and, and people angry at each other and and all this other stuff that's going on. Well, you know, even though there's a lot of craziness going on, we can still we can still have inner peace. We can still have inner peace. But it takes courage, it takes faith, and it takes discipline. And the Spirit will guide you. You know, hey, God works in mysterious ways, you know. Sometimes when 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 things are going really bad in the surface, he could be trying to tell you something. It could give you purpose. It could give you purpose. It reminds me of scripture, Isaiah 55, uh, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. We have to we have to ask God to give us the understanding of the scriptures when when we pray. And we have to pray that he brings those scriptures alive in us, that he brings them to life in us. Through us and around us. And then we have to embrace the lifestyle The breastplate of righteousness can protect us. Keep our spirits soothed during these perilous times of, of tumult. You know, there are a lot of people, especially young people, you know, out there, you know, uh, trying to get ahead, trying to figure things out. They want a, they want a better life. You know, they, they may just be starting a family or whatnot. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stress going on. You know, they want to... They got a family and they, they want a good life for their family and they're concerned. And um, I say to you, in order to accomplish this, try these three things and it'll turn your whole life around. Loyalty to God. Number one. Number two, your family. Keep your family together. Keep it organized. You know, keep everyone, try to keep them happy, try to keep them disciplined, try to keep them in a regular regiment, ritual of prayer, and yourself. Loyalty to God, family, and yourself. And your most valuable asset through all that is your health. That's more valuable than gold, that's more valuable than anything other than God. That's your, your because without it, all else nothing else really matters without that you can have the greatest career in the world but those are just temporary things if your health is bad you're not going to be around to enjoy it anyway you're not going to be around to be with your family you're not going to be around to protect your family see your kids grow up health is important eating right exercising right all those things are important all those things. I can't stress how important that is. 
Your brain will work better if you're eating right. And we need all, we need, we need everything that we can utilize when it comes to making it in this world, especially if you're a minority, especially if you're a minority. So you gotta eat right, take care of yourself. God, family, yourself. Health, number one. Not money, not cars, not jewelry, not houses. Your health, that's number one, other than God. Okay. And if you want the gift of, of godly riches, riches, the kind of wealth that never leaves you no matter what happens on planet Earth, then you have to, you have to understand that this physical realm is just temporary. You have to understand that there's a deeper meaning to life. And you have to work toward fulfilling your prophecy. What you were designed for. You're here now for purpose. And all things that are going on now. You were designed to, uh, to be successful. It has something to do with how you can apply your talent to help others and to help yourself and to uh, protect and watch your family and help them fulfill their prophecy and their talents, illuminate their talents as well, support their talents. And we know how life is. There's always going to be conflicts. There's always going to be conflicts, but what we need is we need faith, Understand there's a deeper meaning in life and we have to have discipline and we have to have health. We got to try to uh, 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 be healthy, eat right. I can't, I'm going to keep talking about that because I can't, I can't, I can't say it enough. I can't, uh, I have to keep reiterating the importance of, of health so that you're, you're uh, you have the energy and the health and you're thinking properly and working properly and uh, you're praising God properly. God is always there for you, no matter what circumstance. You know, you just have to praise Him, and not just when things are going bad. I reiterate, and He's still there for you if things are going bad. He's never going to leave. He's always going to be there for you. You got free will. He's going to give you free will, but He's always going to be there. But we have to establish a good relationship with Him and be disciplined in order to do that. You know, you just have to praise Him, and just like uh, the Hebrews. I mean, this is the same thing, the promise, the promise, the covenant. This is how you find a home. This is how you, you, you're not a wanderer anymore. You, you, you have a place, you, you know, you want your name in that book of life. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to get judged on our earthly actions. And uh, at the end of the day, you want your name stamped in that book of life. That's the eternal life right there. Not just to 70, 80 years on planet Earth. We're talking about eternal life. And that's what we want to work toward. That's what we want. That's what we want to strive for. We want to strive for the long game. Not short game. The long game. And hey, you know, that whole story. You know, with the promised land. God was teaching Israel the importance of choice and responsibility. 
when they obeyed the conditions of the law, he blessed them. And if they forgot and disobeyed, he punished them and allowed calamities to come, much like we have today. You know, because God's law system has three parts. Ten Commandments, civil law, ceremonial law. And he wants us to be faithful. And if we're faithful in little, then uh, God will prepare us for greater things. You know, sometimes before God answers certain prayers or before he has a, provides a great opportunity for us, he has to mold our character. He has to build experience in us. He has to pre- prepare us for things that, you know, might happen down the line. You know, and that brings us back to the promise. I mean, look at Moses. He, it, uh, it was a long time before he became prepared to lead his people to the promised land. I mean, Moses worked as a shepherd for 40 years. 40 years. God was preparing him for a greater task. God was preparing him to one day lead his people to the promised land. Moses was faithful and little, and God increased his talents. That reminds me of uh, 1 Corinthians 4.2. Now, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Okay? Luke 16.10-12. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? It's good to take pride in everything you own and everything that you do. It just gives you that godly type of essence. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Thank you for supporting us. Balance too. We are a veteran-owned Texas-imp nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance. All geared towards strengthening the community. We need your continued support. Whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, share it, share it, sharing it, <laughs> volunteering, or donating. For more info on upcoming events podcast programs, new services, don't forget to visit us at balancedo.org. Remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. And remember, God blesses those who bless others. Proverbs 19.20, listen to the advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. So with all that being said, I would like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. I pray that God blesses you. I, I pray that God blesses your family with good health. And I pray that um, God gives you the strength and the faith to continue on during these perilous times. God bless everybody. In the name of Jesus, I pray for all of you. Amen. Peace out.